Hi, this is Big Talk. Michael Glab here. My guest this week has a business card that says entertainer. But let's be more specific. This person is a composer, a pianist, a singer, an actor, a writer, a piano and voice teacher. Welcome to the show, Timothy Reed. Thank you, Michael. Well, Timothy Reed has a big show coming up in a couple of days, Saturday, November 11th, 6.30 p.m., the doors open over at the Buzzkirk Chumley Theater. There is going to be music. There will be stories. There will be skits, all family-friendly, with a bunch of special guests. Tim, how did this show come about? I love the Buskirk Chumley, and I've performed there before several times, and I thought, I'll just do a show where I can feature the various things that I do and, and feature some guest artists. The guests include singer Amanda Webb. Yes. Singer and dancer Madeline Arani. I hope I said that yeah, right. Yeah, she's eight years old. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> a student, I would assume. She's a voice and piano student, and she's also quite a dancer. Choreographer yeah. Steffi Stewart. Yes. Some Indiana University ballet dancers. Oh, they worth the price of admission alone just to see them. They're dancing to a song off my Euphoric Owls album called Twilight. Euphoric Owls. We'll yeah. talk about yeah, that yeah. in a bit. There also will be flutist. Yes. Graham Sugden. Mm-hmm. Now, wait a minute. Is it flutist or flautist? Um, it's either one. Either one? Yeah. What do you prefer? I think... Uh, I usually say flutist. The flautist just sounds sort of like pretentious, you know. Well, but don't but, we you know, want to be? <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes, me, it makes me think of that Mexican dish, flautus. Oh, really? That's what it's, it's, it's shaped like a flute. Oh, my gosh. I'll have to try that. Yeah, <laughs> good stuff. And uh, finally, uh, the pianist Samuel Sutliff. Yes, I just rehearsed with him last night. So will there be dueling pianos? Because you're a pianist, too. Uh, No, he's just uh, playing for me on some songs that I would rather just stand and sing rather than play and sing. Dress rehearsals coming up. Thursday night. Tonight, yep. Mm -hmm. You get nervous when a big thing like this is coming up? Uh, I get a little bit nervous, but I think we're pretty well prepared, so I think we'll just have to relax and enjoy it, you know? Just go for it. (laughs) So is this whole shebang your baby? Pretty much, yeah. I don't think it would happen if it weren't for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Now, you said you had an eight-year-old who's going to perform. Mm -hmm. Now, this one is Madeline. Madeline, yes, yes. She's a singer and dancer. She's going to do both, I assume. Yeah, she's going to be singing a couple songs and uh, dancing with the IU Ballet Dancers. Wow. Mm -hmm. Boy, I hope they don't knock her down. (laughs) Well, I think they're better than that, huh? They are absolute (laughs) professionals. I was just, we've had about four rehearsals for this, and it's just, they're just amazing, incredible dancers. How did you score them? Um, well, Steffi Stewart um, was in the pre-college ballet program, the, the, the woman that's choreographing their dance. Yeah. And she contacted um, the department, and I guess they're looking for opportunities to perform. So they just offered their services, and I thought, well, great. That's wow, awesome. that's yeah. terrific. Yeah, and they're just 
if you saw them dance, you would you you just get the goosebumps. They're just incredible. Yeah. Now I'm going to give you that date and time again. It is Saturday, November 11th, 6:30 p.m. The doors open. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you get tickets for this? Uh, just go to the Buskirk Chumley box office. You can do it online or go uh, and buy them in person. Yep. Either way. If you want some information on Tim Reed himself, I call you Tim because okay, I, yeah, I Tim's know you. fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we see each other you, a lot at the uh, hopscotch. Yeah, that's right. When we're uh, taking our morning drug, yes, <laughs> coffee. <laughs> Go to timothyreadmusic.com. You'll learn a lot about him, which is one thing I did. But before we get to that, we're going to get into your life, Mister. Okay. <laughs> 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 you are going to open this big show Saturday. By the way, I have not noticed a name for this show. It's just Timothy Reed. And friends. I guess and friends, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope you're friends, my golly. <laughs> well, apparently you're going to open with Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata, mm-hmm. which is an absolutely famous standard. Yes, and most people just know the first movement. Yeah. There's three movements. And so I'm going to play all three movements to start out the show. It's sort of, I guess, like the national anthem. <laughs> we know the first stanza, but there are others, believe yeah, it or not. Yeah, there's, uh, yeah. The great pianist Franz Liszt uh, talked about those three movements, and he said uh, the second movement is like a flower between two abysses. Wow. Yeah. Good old Beethoven. Because the first movement is is very slow and serene, kind of moody. Yeah. The second movement is a little bit jolly, and it's in 3-4, you know, one, two, three, one, two, three. And then the last movement is like a bat shot out of hell. Now, when these fellows were writing sonatas, Mm -hmm. now they weren't operas, right? This wasn't a story. No, Beethoven did write one opera, Fidelio, and it's a, one of my favorite operas, actually. It's, uh-huh. it's amazing. Well, well yeah. why did they write sonatas? Who, who, would, who would be listening to a sonata in Beethoven's time? Well, Beethoven wrote 32 piano sonatas, but he also wrote uh, a cello sonata, some violin sonatas, and a horn sonata, other, other sonatas, but 32 sonatas for the solo piano, and they stretch pretty much throughout his entire life. You, too, are a composer. Yeah. When you're trying to come up with a piece of music, Mm -hmm. you hear it in your head. Yes, you do. I hear it in my head, and then uh, I'm one of those composers that tests it it out on the piano. I can hear it in my head, but I kind of need to hear it on the piano to confirm what's Uh in my head. Uh Whereas unlike somebody like Schubert, he wrote the whole piece in his head. Oh, my heavens. And it was just a matter of... Finding, you know, pencil or you know, pen and paper to write it out. He didn't really need to test it on the piano. Well, how about some of these fellows who <laughs> actually had dreams of music? Paul McCartney dreamed, uh, you know, what was it? Uh, the famous song "Yesterday." Yeah, uh-huh. it was scrambled eggs at first before it was yesterday. Do you dream of music? I do. Just the other day, I I dreamed a melody and I got up and sang it on my cell phone to record it before before I went back to sleep. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, when you woke up the next morning, was it good? I mean. I think it's a promising melody. I after the show's over, I might try to do something with it. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times, 
stuff that comes to you in a dream or in the dead of night Mm -hmm. you think is the most brilliant, fabulous, uh, tremendous thing ever thought of by human beings. And then you look at it in the light of day and you go, (laughs) boy, I I must have been high as a kite. (laughs) Yeah, that sometimes has happened too. You're like, oh, I thought this was good. Nah, I think I'll just put this on the back shelf, you know. Well, after you do a little Beethoven on Saturday night at the big Buzzkirk Chumley mm-hmm. show, yeah, you're going to play some songs from a movie musical called Childrenopolis. That's correct, yeah. What is Childrenopolis? Well, Childrenopolis, I've uh, co-written the screenplay with, uh, I guess you'd say he's my mentor in the film industry, David Hevener. Uh, we've co-written the screenplay, and I've written all the songs and lyrics. to the, uh, It's about 16 songs now. And it's a movie musical. The tagline is, A goodwill ambassador is sent from a city of children to help some people fulfill dreams that they've given up on. Wow. Now, I saw <laughs> some hints that you have uh, been inspired Mm-hmm. by certain other m- movie musicals. Yes. Yes. Oh, I, I'm a real uh, movie musical guy. In fact, uh, often when I would give concerts before I started writing this musical, you know, I would, I would present a song, and, and so often the reaction was like, is that part of a musical? Uh-huh. I was like, no, it's just a song, you know? <laughs> but I, think I got that so often that I thought, maybe I should just write a musical. As if, you know, everything I... S- you know, right, pretty much sounds like a musical. <laughs> so, yeah. One of my favorite musicals. One, I'm going to say my favorite What's your favorite musical? musical? <laughs> Movie. Okay. Gene Kelly. In what? American in Paris. Yes, that's a beautiful film. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That, and that end scene where mm-hmm. they fall in love, mm-hmm. I cry like a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I... There's hundreds of musicals that I love. And uh, so, yeah, I'm pretty knowledgeable musicals. It's one of the biggest loves of my life. You know, and I've been in probably about 40 musicals. You've been and, around. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, as, either the, as, as a music director or an actor or singer. Yeah. Now, I yeah. Uh, have heard tell that Childrenopolis, again, is inspired by something on the order of uh, La La Land. When I saw La La Land, that was what planted a seed. Originally, uh, the project with David Heaven was just a screenplay. But when I saw La La Land, and then soon after that, I saw the, the, the most recent Beauty and the Beast, the 2017 Beauty and the Beast. Uh-huh. And I thought, well, maybe we should turn ours into a musical. And David agreed. And we, wow. So since then, we've been adding songs. And, you know, of course, that changes the storyline when you're singing and dancing. <laughs> Now, La La Land came out, and it was a huge hit, Mm -hmm. and it was up for the Academy Award. I think that was the year where they misspoke. They did. They were even giving their acceptance speeches, and and then they're like, whoops, no, we made a mistake. Wrong person. That was so embarrassing for everybody. Yeah. Now, one would have thought that that would have started a spate Mm -hmm. of musicals. Well, there's been a lot of really nice musicals come out recently. Uh, uh-huh. Like Dear Evan Hansen is wonderful. Um, I really enjoyed the film version of it, although it kind of got mixed reviews. I thought it was well done. And then Encanto, uh-huh. Lin, Mel- Lin Manuel Miranda wrote Encanto. Oh, yes. That's it's a that was a really touching, beautiful story with a you know like a Latino uh, theme. Yeah. 
And uh, In the Heights, he wrote before uh, um, Hamilton. Uh-huh. And that came out as a movie recently. Yeah. And I thought it was really well done. So, yeah, there's been – there are people making mu- movie musicals Is and musicals. Is he like the, the, the Bob Fosse of now? <laughs> oh, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda? Yeah. Well, he's he's yeah he's he's acting and singing and writing and all kinds of things. Yeah, that he's, sounds he's, like Bob Fosse. Yeah, to he's me. everywhere. He's everywhere. Yeah, he's so talented. Yeah, yeah. and the, the movie for Hamilton is going to be coming out probably the next year or two or so. Right, that's going to be a major, major. Yeah, the whole. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. This guy really hit it. There was a period where my 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 female students, especially, but some of my male students. For about two years, I bet I played the songs from Hamilton in my, in my voice lessons well over a thousand times. Kids were just obsessed with that, like you wouldn't believe. Where yeah. did you first see it? I I had already played the songs a hundred hundreds of times, some yeah. of them, um, and and had not actually seen it. Ooh. I still haven't seen it live. Oh my! But heavens. I but I saw the uh, the TV uh, presentation of a live performance that was. Very well promoted. That's uh-huh. the only time I've seen it. So, well, again, uh, my guest Timothy Reed uh, will be uh, uh, hosting and uh, producing a big extravaganza. Oh, I'm so happy I get to be able to say that. A, big, a really big show <laughs> Saturday night at the Buzzkirk Chumley Theater, uh, November 11th. Doors open at 6:30 p.m. You get the tickets over at the Buzzkirk Chumley box office, either online or walk right up, old school style. Yeah. To get tickets for that family friendly music, stories, and skits. You wrote the skits? Uh, pretty much, yeah. I, I A couple of the. Sh- I'm trying to keep the between the song banter to a minimum. Oh, really? But, you know, just to kind of keep things moving. But, yeah. But uh, uh, Madeline Ernie, the eight year old, um, She's contributed some lines to to the skits. Wow. Like, yeah, yeah. She's uh, this kid is talented. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. I didn't just like tell her what to say. I thought, well, you know, I just <laughs> say, well, what would you say in this circumstance? And she comes up with some funny stuff, you know. So yeah, so she'll she'll be participating in some of the skits. She kind of comes on as a surprise. Um, she's not really supposed to be part of the show, according to when the audience sits there, and she kind of just. Um, Sneaks past security and, and walks on the stage. <laughs> so it's uh, now back to Childrenopolis. Yeah, a community of children mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. live in harmony. Yes, in a hollow of the earth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now this is not Lord of the Flies. No, it's uh, but it's way down deep inside the earth in sort of like a magical realm. You can get there like by going through Mammoth Cave, uh-huh. or there, I think there's an entrance uh, in Vietnam. There's wow. a, d- a deep cave where you can enter down through there. But um, it's way down. It's you know 500 miles or so below the earth surface, and they all live down there in a land of love and peace and harmony. There's no pollution or hate or war there. And all the kids understand and speak every language. And they're all different colors and shapes and sizes. Whose crazy dream was this? (laughs) It's kind of a combination of of, uh, uh, David Heaven and I's uh, vision. Yeah, we came came up with it together. Yeah. 
Now, I have sp- spoken with you on a number of occasions uh, in the last couple of years, and you have been telling me you, you've been going around saying, hey, you want to hear my musical? Uh-huh. That's the way it goes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, you'll get to hear seven of the songs from the musical at this show on uh-huh. Saturday night. So Now, yeah. we're talking about uh, people who uh, have big bank accounts, and we want them to start pitching a little money toward yes. them. That, that's yes. the way it is. They were called in the days of Broadway, angels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need anywhere from one to ten angels. Wow, to, it's a big, it's a big budget film. There's lots of big, you know, scenes with hundreds of people singing and dancing, and and um, it's uh, so. Uh, yeah, we need some. Angels. I've been out to Los Angeles yeah. to uh, look for some angels, the city of angels, and uh, we made some really good progress when I was out there in June, and I'm, I'll be going out there again here soon to kind of keep the momentum going with that. You've told me uh, one or two by the pool stories. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I was. It was amazing. I, I, I would, of course, tell everyone about the movie and the idea about it and everything, and people really were receptive. And one family that lived just three houses down for where Liberace lived and just <laughs> and just a stone's throw from Leonardo DiCaprio's house invited me to swim in their pool and I had lunch with them. And, you know, they were like, whatever we can do to support this movie, we will. So, yeah. Did you wear sunglasses? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Maybe I need to do that. Well, yeah, yeah. Get right, mister. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Timothy Reed uh, has put out a, a one, two, or three, you'll tell me exactly how okay. many, albums. Yeah. Okay. Here's one. You, uh, In fact, he just brought in a copy of it for me, Euphoric Owls. And yes. here's a picture of Tim Reed walking through, it looks like winter wood. <laughs> you know, there's no leaves on the right, trees. Right, right. Looking thoughtful, <laughs> looking inspired, mm-hmm. solo piano with ethereal voices. Who are the Brown sisters? Uh, there are three uh, sisters that were just off the charts talented, and they sang together in just beautiful harmonies. They were, you know, they, there's something about siblings that sing together uh-huh. that are just on the same page, and they, and they can blend, and it's just like a they have a, a connection that just not non-siblings don't have, you know, and they were... It makes me think know. of, uh, there were the Cores from Ireland. Okay, yeah. And there were the Roaches. The Roaches. New York State. Right. The Roach Sisters. Right, I remember them. Yeah, yeah. and I think, jeez, uh, I, I hate to say it, I used to play the Roaches on college radio. Okay. When I was way back in college, this is the 1700s, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I found out that one of the roaches has died, and it, oh, and no. it, and yeah. the death was not like, oh my God, how could they have died that young? It was like, well, yeah, when you get that age, yeah. that's when you die, and yeah. it's like, oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. But these girls were incredibly talented. They were my students, and uh-huh. they they were, you know, I, I, the most the kids I teach are gonna have music as a hobby if they continue on with it, you know, into their adult life. But these uh, girls were like on a professional level when they were kids. And so I had them sing on my albums, you know, and, and we performed a lot. We performed at the Buskirk Chumley and we performed at the Waldron, did shows together. And yeah, they're amazing. So, so yeah. a hugely important thing in singing 
mm-hmm. is breathing. Yes, yes, yes. It's the second most important thing in singing. Is Wait, breathing. second? Yes. What could be more important than that? Yeah, when I when I take on a voice student, I I tell them, you know, that the breathing is the second most important thing, and they never can identify the first thing because it's I, not, I can't. It, it's not that obvious. Yeah, but it's connected with breathing, but it's different. It's uh, your attitude. Attitude. Yes. If you have an attitude, oh, I, you know, I, my voice is not that good. Oh. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not that confident. I'm, I'm, I, you know, I don't like myself that much. You know, it's going to come across when you sing. But if you yeah. think I have a beautiful voice, I love to sing. Everyone loves to hear me sing. Your attitude is the most important thing. And well, it, get this. And, I, yeah. I just heard an interview with Cher. Who said yeah. she hates her voice? I saw that. Yeah. That's ridiculous. She has a nice voice. Yeah. She has a very, uh, you know, you know right away when you hear her, it's her oh, voice. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And when she does sing, it sounds like she loves her voice. It does. Yeah. She Maybe she just, for some reason, yeah. I don't know. That's strange. Yeah. But attitude, what about posture? Yeah, I mean, if, if you have a great attitude, then, then breathing and posture and diction and, and the placement, um, vowel modification, all the other things that come into play are helped by a great attitude. You know, Madeline, this Erinie, Madeline Erinie, has a wonderful attitude. She loves to sing, dance, and act. You know? So she loves to be on stage. Oh, she just revels in it like you wouldn't believe, yeah. And apparently you do, too. I, do, I enjoy it, too, yeah. <laughs> when was the first time you were on stage? First time I was on stage. It was probably when I was a little kid in Mansfield, Ohio. Uh-huh. There was a wonderful man named Hal McCune that ran a children's theater. He he actually was friends with Lawrence Olivier. Olivier. Oh, my heavens. Friends with Lawrence Olivier, believe it or not. Yeah, and... um. He, he worked with, uh, at that time, I think they called them developmentally disabled um, kids. Uh-huh. You know, that was, this was a, a while, but not quite into the 1700s. No, no, back close. when yeah. I was yeah. in college, yeah. <laughs> More like the 1800s, yeah. yeah. And, uh, but anyway, he, he was an absolutely incredible, you know, thespian. And, and we were doing Shakespeare and improv skits and all kinds of things when we were like eight, nine, 10, 11 years old wow. in, in uh, like a little park in Mansfield, Ohio. And, and uh, that was probably my first stage experience. And, hey, you you yeah. caught the bug. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was incredible. He would. And there's no yeah. vaccine for it. I understand. <laughs> I don't think so. I think it's, you're uncurable if you've got it. Yeah. <laughs> now you have written a song that is no fun. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's called Dead Doll Eyes. It's the narrative of a female sex abuse survivor. Yeah. Will you be uh, performing that Saturday? No, we won't. We won't. Yeah, that that would be a real downer. That's not really a (laughs) family-friendly song. Yeah, one of my uh, uh, fans who's preferred to remain anonymous, um, unfortunately uh, experienced some sexual abuse when she was a kid. I, I, I knew she was a friend of a friend. And uh, the friend sent me some of her poems, and I was just tremendously moved by these poems. And That's I, how partially how she yeah, got over it or tried yeah, to get over yeah. it. Yeah, and yeah. I, and I, so I approached them, and I said, you know, would you be open for me to, you know, take your poetry and try to turn it into a song, you know? Wow. And then 
so we did it. And then uh, and so we got uh, my good friend Ariel Simpson, who's now married Ariel Herzberger, uh-huh. to sing it. And she did an absolutely incredible job singing that song. Yeah. Well, you can pick yeah. up uh, lots of Timothy Reed music over at timothyreedmusic.com. And again, if you want to go to Saturday night's show, where? Buskirk Show Me a Box Office. You can go online and buy them, or you can go in person. You grew up, or at least at some point in your life, grew up on a farm. Mm-hmm. And apparently, your daddy-o yes. had cows. Right. Whom... He named after his relative. That's right. Did yes. they did they take kindly to that? Well, they most of my dad's relatives were from West Virginia. Uh-huh. And they're very uh, colorful characters. <laughs> and so they actually enjoyed that. Yeah, they thought it was funny. <laughs> Sometimes we would have them over for dinner or whatever and 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 we were like, "Well, yeah, this hamburger is is actually Uncle Frank." <laughs> <laughs> And we were like, oh, God, Dad, no. To, you know, they're sort of embarrassing, but, but yeah. So, yeah, and then, but his favorite cow of all was Cleo. Cleo the cow. And she didn't end up on the dinner table because he loved her, you know. And she um, uh, had many, many babies. And then he, when she was past uh, having babies age, she continued to uh, kind of nurture some of the other younger cows, uh-huh. uh, even though they weren't from her. Sort of a granny. Yeah, like a granny. And she was a wonderful. She was huge. She's like 1,500 pounds. Yikes. Yeah. So I, I finished a children's book about her. And, uh, and Joe Lee is, is illustrating it. Good old Joe yeah, Lee. Yeah, yeah. And so we're very excited about that. You also led the choral ensemble at Meadowwood Retirement Community. Yes. Working with singers. I love this. Mm-hmm. Working with singers, quote, Mm-hmm. From seventy to a hundred, right? hundred years old, they were singing. They were, yeah, yeah. Uh, How was their attitude? They they loved it. I I did that for nineteen years, Eek. from two thousand one until uh, the pandemic. Basically, yeah, is when yeah. it all kind of fell apart. But yeah, I loved that. I would go there once a uh, once a week, and we would have rehearsal, and then we would give you know two or three concerts a year, kind of oh. in house, just sure. for the people yeah, at Meadowood and. And uh, yeah, we would do mostly choral arrangements of you know classic songs from the '30s, '40s, '50s, and '60s from their you know youth. Yep. And and they absolutely loved it. Yeah. Saturday evening, November 11th, uh, doors open at 6:30 p.m. at the Buzzkirk Chumley Theater. Timothy Reed and a bunch of guests, singers and dancers, choreographers, the Indiana University <laughs> ballet dancers, yes. a flutist or flautist, <laughs> another pianist. Yes. Samuel and you're going to play the piano too yourself. Yes. I'll be playing some solo piano and I'll be playing and singing. It's a family friendly yeah. show of music, stories, and skits. Yes. And again, go to the Buzzkirk Chumley box office, either in person or online to get tickets. Tim Reed, thanks for being on Big Talk. Thanks for having me, Michael. Michael.